0: Day is coming, church, when the Lord we just worship, whose presence filled this place, will return to earth, destroy Antichrist and his wicked world system, and will establish his rule over all things, and every knee will bow to his rule.
1: Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. Author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas, Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God.
0: Only God knows the end of a thing before the beginning even begins. Hi and welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire and thanks for joining us. Today we're continuing our series through the book of Daniel that I've called Courageous Living in Trying Times. At this point in the book, Daniel is experiencing a series of powerful visions regarding the future. In today's message, we're going to find him predicting the rise of Antichrist just as many other Bible writers have done. It's amazing to see that Daniel's vision is so specific We're even given some of the personal characteristics Antichrist will possess. So grab your Bible and follow along as I share part two of the message, The Antichrist and the Great Tribulation. He will be known to be in the political sphere, but the false prophet who comes alongside him to help him will be a religious figure. And he will perform, according to the Bible signs and wonders that are satanically inspired. He's sort of like the Antichrist's own personal John the Baptist. You know, the devil can't come up with anything original. He's got to copy what God does. And so this false prophet will be pointing to Antichrist, saying, here's your man, here's your answer, and he'll do signs and wonders in front of a watching world, and he will say to the watching world, follow him, follow us, this team. This is the little horn with eyes and a mouth. He'll be known for his speech. Hitler was a type. I'm going to stop there. I can think of other types. Now, during this time, this is what Daniel's telling us, a great persecution will be unleashed against tribulation saints where they will not be able to buy or sell, having refused the mark of the beast. And will essentially be hounded day and night by the evil system put in place by the man of sin, which is what Paul calls him, the man of sin. Now, here's the deal. Antichrist will come into power. Notice, he comes up from amongst, from the midst of these ten. To me, when I read this, I think, okay, then he's part of one of those ten nations. Because it says he comes up from the midst. He rises in the midst of his contemporaries and he takes charge and he has his little false prophet with him. The false prophet is the one who tells the world that they must receive that mark, the mark of the beast, 666, whatever it will be, a laser tattoo that you can't see unless it's under a light, a chip. I don't know, but I do know that you will receive that mark. And if you don't receive that mark, you will be persecuted. And this is what Daniel is also showing us. John already told us this in the New Testament, but now we've got the Old Testament saying that same horn, that little horn, makes war against the saints and prevails against them for a season. He'll persecute God's people for a season, tribulation saints. He'll persecute them And it will look like he's prevailing against them. It will look like he's winning the day. But he has a very brief season, as far as time goes, to do what he's going to do. So there will be a great persecution. He's talking about the great tribulation here. The saints of that time are going to resist Antichrist's rule. Any Christian with any discernment at all will say, No way, Jose, to that mark. Or to you, Mr. Antichrist and false prophet. But the persecution will only last seven years, and the worst of it will be the last three and a half years, which Daniel's going to show us in just a minute. And then Jesus returns in the eastern sky. Daniel sees this. <laughs> this excites me because this was before the New Testament. And what we're about to read, Jesus said the same thing. And John said the same thing. And Paul said the same thing. Our Bible is a unified book, though it had over 40 different authors spread throughout the world. Verse 22, until. Now, what's the until? It's connecting. They will be persecuted. These tribulation saints will be persecuted by the little horn. Everybody say until. Now, read the next words with me. The ancient of days came. Jesus is going to put a stop to it all. They're going to be persecuted by the little horn with eyes and a mouth until the Ancient of Days came. And a judgment was made in favor of who? The saints of the Most High. And the time came for the saints to do what? Possess the kingdom. Hallelujah. Now let's look at it. Jesus talked about this moment many times in Scripture that Daniel just showed us now let's look at verse 31 of Matthew 25 and here's Jesus talking look at the similarity when the son of man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him then he will sit on the throne of his glory all the nations will be gathered before him notice this China Russia Singapore all of Europe all nations are going to be gathered before your Jesus my Jesus All the nations will be gathered before him and look what he's going to do. He will separate them one from another. So Jesus profiles. Can I say it? Well, say, not the bad way, Pastor Jeff. Oh, I know, but but, but I'm saying he judges and makes a difference between right and wrong and good and bad. That's free. That's not in my notes. I just want you to know he never told us not to judge. He said, just don't judge wrong. Don't judge wrongly. Don't judge hypocritically. But if you don't judge, you're a dead man, a dead woman. But here's Jesus judging. And what does he do? As a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats, and he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Doesn't pay to be a leftist. I'm sorry. That's free too. I'm just noting that those that are lost, he put on the left. I'm just having fun with you tonight because this is so deep and so heavy. So bear with me. Now notice what he's doing here. Isn't this something? When this awesome judgment of separating sheep from goats takes place, then the righteous, that is Jesus' bride, will step in to rule the world with Christ. Let me tell you the judgments that's coming. When Jesus returns, he's going to bring the entire world before him. The entire world. And he will know who's saved and who's lost. And he will divide the saved, the sheep, from the lost, the goats. He will do it at his return. At that moment, it's eternally too late to get right. You cannot at that time say, you know, Jesus, I'm I'm thinking twice about what I heard 20 years ago. And I think it's time for me to repent. No, that's too late. There will be a time where it's eternally too late. And if you're alive at the return of Christ, he will separate the sheep from the goats. And he will say to the righteous, enter into the joy of the Lord. And he will say to the goats, depart from me, I never knew you. And you know what a lot of those goats are going to be saying? But Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name and do miracles in your name and do this and that in your name? And he says, depart from me, I never knew you. That's what he says to the goats well, Jeff, how can you do miracles in his name and not know him? It happens all the time. You can say Jesus is the Lord and not be saved or not be, uh, and be lost. You can say Jesus is Lord and still be lost. It's have you been born again? Have you truly repented? Have you truly come to him? Have you asked for forgiveness? And has the Spirit entered your heart? Because any man that doesn't have the Spirit, Paul wrote in Romans, is not His. So the spirit is sort of the mark of ownership and the sheep with the mark of ownership, the spirit living in them will be put over here. And then the goats over here, there will be an awesome judgment. Here's what will happen. Matthew 25, 23 says his master said to him, this is for the sheep. Well done. Good and faithful slave. That's servant. And it comes from the Greek word doulos. Doulos really does mean slave. I'm the slave of Christ. And you know what? Listen, when you say the word slave, and I know it has a terrible connotation, but when you're Jesus' slave, that's how you get free. Because you don't, you're not chained up if you're his slave. If you're the devil's slave, you're all chained up. But if you're Jesus' slave, as soon as you say, Lord, 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 and mean it, the chains come off. Now, what does he say? You were faithful. I want you to read this with me. You were faithful with a few things. Look what's going to happen. Read it. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Question, how's he going to put us in charge of things when right here in the verse we're entering into glory? What are we in charge of? You've been faithful over little. I'm going to make you ruler over much. What it means is there really is going to be authority divvied out responsibilities divvied out, not where you can fail and go to hell. There's no more flesh, no more devil, but there will be an honor that he that was faithful over little. You stayed with it in that job. You didn't give up on his name. You kept on telling people about him. You weren't ashamed of him. You stayed in church. You grew spiritually. You were faithful over little. You served in whatever capacity he puts you, faithful over little things. And all of that is prepping you for the world to come. And so that's what Daniel's telling us. Now back to Daniel. Having seen the little horn overthrowing three of the ten kingdoms in his rise to power and his vicious persecution of the saints, Daniel is told more about the fourth beast or kingdom. So let's learn about it. Verse 23. Thus he, that's the angel speaking to Daniel, said, The fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all other kingdoms. It will devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it in pieces. The ten horns are ten kings who will arise from this kingdom. Now here is God informing Daniel that the ten horns representing ten kings will come out of ancient Rome. They will evolve out of ancient Rome. So this is a prediction of 10 nations that will evolve out of the ashes of the Rome of Jesus' time. Again, this is modern day Europe and the European Union. Now next, the angel expounds more about the Antichrist. Look at what he says about this character that's going to come. And another shall rise after them, that is after the 10 kings. He shall be different from the first ones, the ten kings. And he will subdue three kings. So in his rapid overnight rise to power, Antichrist apparently overthrows three leaders of three nations, as I've said. Next, Daniel is given a personality profile of the Antichrist. Look at this guy, verse 25. He will speak pompous words against who? Wow, that's scary stuff. Man, don't ever look up and speak anything blasphemous to God. I mean, he'll forgive you, but wow. This is the stock and trade of Antichrist. He's arrogant and he's blasphemous. He has no fear of God and no honor of anything sacred. It goes on to say he will persecute the saints of the Most High, so he hates God's people. He hates God's people because he hates God. And then he says he shall intend to change times in law. Let me tell you what this means. He will not honor customs or law. He will be the lawless one, spoken of by Paul in 2 Thessalonians 2.8. He'll think he's the law. Now, i got to tell you again, I hate to digress, but has the lawlessness of America hit you yet? Has the lawlessness of the American government hit you recently? All that we're learning about what goes on behind the scene, no respect for the law whatsoever? That's the spirit of the devil. Because the spirit of the devil, listen, the devil is lawless, and his antichrist is literally called the lawless one in 2 Thessalonians 2.8. The lawless one. Then the saints will be given into his hand. For a time and times and half a time. That's three and a half years. One time, times, plural, and half a time. That's three and a half years. For three and a half years, he will be particularly successful in his persecution of God's people, almost appearing as if he's winning the day. Now look at verse 26. But the court shall be seated. You know what that means? God is about to change everything. God's about to judge. The court is going to be seated. This refers to God stepping forward to judge and to put an end to Antichrist. It shows us here that the world is ultimately ruled by the providence of God who puts down one and raises up another. Amen. Amen. Now look at the second half of 26. And they shall take away his dominion, that is Antichrist, to consume and destroy it for how long? Forever. Antichrist's kingdom is taken away from him At this time, once and for all. Now, I'll give you a little free preview. John the Revelator said that the great battle of Armageddon is going to be commencing. That the battle of Armageddon in the valley of Megiddo will be taking place when Jesus returns. And Jesus, it says, will slay them with the breath of his mouth, the fire that comes out of his mouth. And at that time, he will stop this terrible war that in Matthew it says, if he did not stop it, no flesh would survive. And he will set up his kingdom. Verse 27, then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people. I'm reading the Bible here. Shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions. How many dominions? dominions all dominions will serve and obey Him. All authority, any dominion, any kingdom, any authority whatsoever will bow and be subservient to Jesus Christ. This predicts the installation of the coming kingdom of the Lord, of lords and the king of kings. And notice what it says. Again, all dominions, all realms of authority will be subservient to the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul wrote of this very thing. He said in Philippians 2.9, Therefore God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, this is what's coming, folks. I'm reading the future now. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Now, he specifies of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth talking about Satan and the demons. They will all bow the knee. And you know what they're going to have to say? They will bow the knee and every tongue. Oh, I hope I get to see the devil. Seriously. I hope I get to see Lucifer. I hope I'm aware of when he's got to say, He is Lord. He is Lord. The day is coming, church, when the Lord we just worship tonight, whose presence filled this place, will return to earth, destroy Antichrist and his wicked world system, and will establish his rule over all things. And every knee will bow to his rule. Satan will say he is Lord. Every professing atheist will say he is Lord. Every devil in hell will confess he is Lord. Every follower of a false religion will say on that day he is Lord and Jesus will rule the world with a rod of righteousness. Can we give him a hand of praise? Amen. Now Isaiah describes this beautifully and I'm going to read just one brief account and I want to begin with the coming judgment. Isaiah says his delight is in the fear of the Lord. He's talking about Jesus the Messiah. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. That's talking about his return and when he stops that great war. And then Isaiah describes the world under Jesus' rule, and I love this description. It's beautiful. Verse 5, righteousness will be the belt of his loins, faithfulness the belt of his waist. Look what's going to happen. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. You know what this is telling us? Carnivorous activity is going to end. No more ripping each other to shreds. You know, everything eats something else. You're here tonight because you ate something that used to be alive. And if you went out there and got lost in the woods, something alive would eat you. I mean, really, you know, it's true. The cat eats the bird. The bird eats the worm. Everything eats something else. It's whoever wins. But that's going to end. That's going to end. No more leopard chasing down an antelope and ripping it to shreds. No more. Because the lion is going to lay down with a lamb. The leopard, he goes on, will lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them. A child will have the wisdom of an adult. The cow and the bear will do what? Graze. They don't graze. They kill things and eat them. But they will in the millennium. They will graze. Their young ones will lie down together and the lion will eat straw like the ox. Can you imagine bringing a bale of hay to a lion? Now look what it says in verse 8. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole. (laughs) And the weaned child shall put his hand in the vipers' den and not be bitten. Because the separation that happened in the fall, you know, the reason a bird flies away from you, the reason a wild animal will avoid you, the reason everything is afraid of each other. We can't just call the bird to land on our arm that's out there in the wild because he won't do it. He doesn't trust us. All of that antipathy, all of that separation, all of that will be gone because that's all because of the fall. Verse 9, They won't hurt or destroy in my holy mountain for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Amen. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? Now, Daniel closes out his account of the vision in verse 28. And let's read verse 28 together. Are you ready? This is the end of the account. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly troubled me, and my countenance changed, but I kept the matter in my heart. Well, that's it for today. I hope you're as stirred as I am about the incredible prophecies within the pages of our Bible. Now, don't go anywhere because we've got some exciting things to share with you, our Life Talk listeners, you're going to want to take advantage of. And be sure to join me next time as we continue with part two of the message, The Antichrist and the Great Tribulation. Until then, may God's rich blessings be yours. And now, here's our announcer.
1: Now you can bring Pastor Jeff Wickwire and Life Talk right into your home, your car, or wherever you may be to lead you on the exciting journey of building up your Christian walk in faith, hope, and love. For a gift of any size to Life Talk, Pastor Jeff will send you a CD collection of some of his most anointed and inspiring teaching series. These CDs will strengthen your faith and build your understanding of what Christ Jesus did for you at the cross you will begin to understand just how much our Heavenly Father loves you and the whole world. So call now, toll free, 877-884-3111. Or just log on anytime, day or night, to lifetalk.tv. Listen to Pastor Jeff's hope-filled CDs again and again or give them to family members or friends as a gift. Don't wait. Call 877-884-3111 right now or log on anytime to lifetalk.tv and give your best gift today.
0: The Antichrist and the Great Tribulation is the eighth message of Pastor Jeff's series, Courageous Living. You can own a copy of this 13-CD set for just $65 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Courageous Living, for only $65 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information.
1: You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station.